<laughs> Just kidding. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stuff Bell Says podcast. And today we are going to go over some Q&A that I received on Instagram regarding our recent High Sierra Trail through hike. And I am so glad to be back. You know, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to have showered. Man, um, it was such a great time, but I'll tell you more about it. But I wanted to say that if you haven't done this, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast with my aunt, Tony Lobo, regarding pandemic and parenting during a pandemic and schooling and all that kind of stuff, I would say, yeah, take time to go back and listen to that because there are some tips, especially tips, 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 (laughs) especially if you're a parent um, and you have kids at home that need to navigate through whatever is going on right now especially with distance learning that would be a great one for you to listen to so go back and listen to that and if you haven't yet don't forget to rate and review our podcast so others can see it and benefit from it don't forget to subscribe on apple podcast spotify all these other stuff that i personally actually don't listen to (laughs) you know it's just funny because i i I am such a apple podcast person but i know some of you guys are spotifyers and that's great because i see that there is a little competition happening between the two and uh that's really great so go back and listen to that subscribe rate and review so others can see it and i really hope that you guys are doing well Today, we are going into a four-part series, and that's right, four-part, because it's just so much to talk about, of the High Sierra Trail. I just got back from a 72-mile through-hike, my very first through-hike, and I would say it's a baby through-hike. It's not quite as crazy as some of these other ones, like the PCT or um, the AT or the CDT and all the T's out there. I'm just on a baby T called the High Sierra Trail. And it really was a baby one. It was not as long as others. It was a 72 mile trek. Um, we traversed, you know, it crosses the Sierra Nevada from west to east. It starts at Sequoia National Park, which I would say you know, 90% of it is in the Sequoia National Park, which ends at Mount Whitney, which is the last, I would say, 11 miles from the summit down. Um, It is the highest in the lower 48 states. So it's kind of a nice ending. It was my second time on Whitney. And I'll talk more about this in a separate episode. But it was my first time on the HSD. And we were there for eight days, seven nights, I was accompanied by Maddie and Sharon, who are a couple of friends that I've been hiking with for quite some time. You know, we started off with five, group of five, but two couldn't make it for various reasons. And we were really sad that they couldn't come, but we made it work. You know, everything was great. And I'll talk about the details. If you guys have any questions about details and transportation, which I thought was actually the most complex part of the trip was just to get to the place, get your cars dropped off and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, a lot of other stuff that 
logistics when it comes to that. But there's just so many places and sites out there, websites, I mean, that give you a detailed guide on how to go about the High Sierra Trail. So that's pretty much what I did. You know, I looked at the physical map and I looked at websites that tell you different suggestions and all that kind of stuff. And you just have to weigh it out for yourself and see what works for you. So anyway, let's jump into the Q&A and I really hope that this helps you in your future through hikes or maybe just daily hikes and stuff. But I'm just going to go over it and um, kind of give the story as we go because there's just so much to talk about. I personally, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because there's just so many things. So we're going to do it in, in four parts. This one is going to be the Q&A part. We're going to, I'm going to have an episode that talks about details on the food that I brought, things that this is really important to me. Food is super important because food is fuel. Um, and I'll talk about gear, which was one of the one of the questions that was on Instagram. I'll talk about lessons learned. Every single day I wrote down something. There's just, you can't run out of lessons. And I'm going to have a couple of my buddies just get on board and, and have their perspective from hiking the High Sierra Trail. So that'll be for another episode. So don't forget, if you haven't yet, follow us on, on IG, Stuff Bell Says, at Stuff Bell Says, and you'll get some real-time updates there and basically give you an idea about what what's going on you know and just you know easier to to communicate with people so thank you guys and let's get out get on with the q a so the first one i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read it off based off of how i received it and this is the first one that asked what gave you the runs <laughs> oh my gosh this is funny okay so Yes, day three. Okay, let's backtrack. So day one, it was great. Day two, we got to Hamilton Lakes. We were about, I believe we were probably like 15 miles in. And, you know, I was so hungry because at lunchtime, we got there at lunch. Actually, we pushed it a little bit further because we said, you know what? Usually we eat around noon. And once noon hits, wherever you may be, we would stop and just eat but the crazy thing is we were so close and we were seeing signs that it was already coming up so we said you know what let's push it and just have just have um lunch at the lake so we did i got there i was so excited and i was so excited that i made myself a quesadilla wait a minute it wasn't a quesadilla it was something that had cheese in it so i think that one of the things that gave me that, gave me diarrhea, sorry, it's TMI, is possibly the quesadilla. Also, day three, it didn't happen on day two, it happened on day three. Day three, I had time of the month, ladies, this is a real thing, man, I thought it was gonna wait until I'm done. Um, The funny thing is, when I got my permit, I knew I wasn't gonna have it, because I have this app that tells you the cycle and stuff like that. I thought that I was going to have it after the hike because of the cycle. However, a month before, I was training so hard and we were hiking a lot and I was doing a lot of different kinds of workouts that it pushed time of the month five days early from July, which is the month before our hike. And so because of that, I looked at my, I looked at my app and I said, oh no, it's going to come the week of. And the worst thing is, which 
and you know looking back i'm glad it came sooner than later um but it got you know last month july or two months yeah july whatever wherever you're listening to this but july of 2020 i got it five days early so it pushed it for august supposed to be towards the end of our trip but it also came like three or two days early i don't remember how many days that was but it came which was day three of our hike and sometimes ladies this does happen you do get the run sometimes which is very very unfortunate and it's more unfortunate if you're on the trail so day three happened and boom that's when all things just came down and man so i don't know it could be the quesadilla or it could be you know what else is that i ate dehydrated food with eggs you know that morning of day three so I'm just like listing out what might have caused it. So it could be the dehydrated food, which at the end of the trip, I still have maybe a whole day and a half or so um, worth of food that I did not eat. And they're all dehydrated. They're Mountain House dehydrated food. They're great. But I was so afraid to, to eat them because I didn't know if I was going to get it. And the worst thing is you don't want to get it in Whitney zone because... You can't dig there. You're supposed to, you know, poop in your wag bag, which we had some. In fact, I brought two just to be sure. Um, But I didn't want to carry poop down the mountains. So I tried my best to not do that. And so I just didn't eat it, you know. And so that was another reason. Day two quesadilla, the tom and dehydrated food with eggs. I don't know. It had cheese in it. But another thing that I thought might have given it is the mashed potatoes from day one. So every single night I make ramen. (laughs) It's just something that I love um, on the trail. It's a lot of sodium. And this time I brought, I think it's just an ounce actually. I thought it was two ounces, but it's just an ounce of sesame oil that I brought on the trail. And it was one of the best decisions because it just made my ramen like next level. It was so good. Um, So I would make a ramen bomb. Um, basically what it is, is just basic ramen, which I had two different kinds, a Japanese tonkatsu and a soy sauce ramen from the Korean market. Um, it was so good. And then you would add powdered mashed potatoes, which I had the Idaho mashed potatoes, instant mashed potatoes. So you would put it all together. And one of the things that I've never seen this anywhere, but I thought I would buy it when I was at the store was, um, bacon bits. And, you know, it's the stuff that you put in your salad, but it was so good. That was my meat. And I just put that. And I think that the mashed potatoes, I was looking at my mashed potato container and it had four cheeses in it. So I'm thinking it could be from that, too. So I don't know. It could be all these things, the quesadilla, the my tom and dehydrated food with eggs and all these other stuff. Um, mashed potatoes from day one. I have no clue. But regardless, those are things that you want to avoid um, on the trail. I actually brought a block of cheese because I thought that I was going to be able to do it. I also brought like um, a whole thing of summer sausage from Trader Joe's. That was great at first, but it started to taste weird. So, you know, I've been carrying like maybe half a pound of weight that I didn't actually eat. So that's another thing, you know, I mean, moving forward... I don't ever want to eat anything with beans because that kind of lets me go. Um, I also don't want to eat anything that 
I don't know, cheese, man, and maybe if it's an overnight hike, I would because I do love cheese. When you're out on the trail, it's just one of those things that you crave the most is salt and cheese is both protein and salty and all kinds of things. So I would not bring that. Um, I don't know if I would go back to dehydrated food that are prepackaged. So moving forward, I have personally decided that I'm going to buy a dehydrator and make my own food. You know, it's going to cost me some money, but in the long run, it's going to be great. I want to be able to enjoy my food while out on a hike or an overnight. And it's just something that, oh, it's so different when you are eating good amount of food versus like food that, you know, someone made and no offense. And it's really good. I've been eating that for the longest time, but it's just this time it didn't work for me, man. It's just... You know, I I wish because they taste good and they they have it's all pre-made, you know, it's all great. So anyway, that I feel like that was what gave me it. Any of those reasons could be it, you know, and just too bad. (laughs) It's just too bad, man. Day three, four and even a portion of five day five. I was just going and thank God for the trowel because also they had pit toilets, which was great. And if you've seen me seen my posts on Instagram, I pretty much put a detailed uh, description on some of the things that we did. So yeah, go ahead and follow me on there because that's a place where you can get some details as well on the trail if you ever want to do it down the line. And that was awesome. So anyway, that gave me probably gave me the runs. The next question that I received is, did you ever think or want to quit? Oh, man, I told the guys, I said, look, if we want to quit, day two is the best day to turn around because you're only like 15 miles in. If you want to turn back, you know, that's a 30 mile hike. But no, I did not have quitting as an option. I mean, I trained for this. You know, this is one of those things where I have the mentality of finishing what you start And not only finishing what you start, but finishing it well, you know, because we started off great. Day one, we started off from Crescent Meadows and it was so gradual that there was no way you would quit on day one, to be honest. I mean, if you quit on day one, I just feel like there's other reasons Um, because of that. There's reasons why you would, you know, it there are many reasons for it. And um, part of that is just you being mentally there. And one of the things that I have been adapting over the past few weeks or so is that you're only as strong as how you trained. And so it's kind of like, you know, Kobe with his Mamba mentality. It's all about focusing on the process and trusting in the hard work when it matters most. And really, that's kind of what was going on there and man you know the food I'm eating on non-hiking days and in training days really mattered a lot it's a daily process to get to a point where you're finally there and you know the daily home workouts you know which I kind of just picked it up again yesterday and and I'm just like oh you know it felt easy because obviously after you're hiking 72 miles you do a, a high intensity workout you're just like oh cool like but I'm pretty sore today so you know it's working on muscles that that are not there before or that you're not using on the trail so anyway daily home workouts those are 
very important. Um, not a lot of training during quarantine for hiking because we had to be inside the house. But once the trails opened up, I was able to go out there and, you know, do some local hikes and, and, but I just focused on what I could do, you know, being able to do high intensity workouts at home. And in fact, I did a lot of those things in our backyard because I just like being outside, you know, when it gets stuffy inside the room after working out for like half an hour, it gets pretty musty in there. So I usually try to go outside and do that. And it was a big confidence boost when we backpacked overnight um, to San Gorgonio back in June. So this is where when I thought, look, high intensity workouts actually is a great training for hiking. And I know the best way to, to train for a hike is just to go out on a hike because there's other elements that you don't get when you're at home, such as weather or, or you know, animals or ter- the terrain, all that kind of stuff. But when we did and do San Gorgonio back in June, I felt like it was not as hard as I thought it would be, you know, and, and I'll talk more about this later when it comes to like overthinking hikes, because I used to be that person, you know, where I was thinking about all these things. And you could probably hear but there's a trash collector that's outside right now our studio. So (laughs) you could probably hear it, but don't worry about it. Um, So anyway, big confidence boost um, at San Gorgonio back in June. And so because of that, I just felt like, Look, high Sierra trails coming up. This was June, so I had July and, you know, beginning of August to train. And I just kept doing that. And so did I ever want to quit? No, that didn't cross my mind. I wanted to finish what I started. This was something that I was eyeing on last year. In fact, I didn't know about the high Sierra trail until last year. My friend did the JMT a couple times, and I always thought, wow, she's pretty crazy you know to do that and not just once but twice and so I kind of looked into it and as we were up on Whitney last year I looked at on the back side of the high Sierra trail once you get to trail crest you're basically crossing a pass so from up there you'll see not only the side of Mount Whitney main trail you'll also see the other side of the mountain which is the high sierra side and i looked and i see guitar lake i see all these other lakes that are there and i looked over there and i said look i would love to be able to come up whitney on that side coming from that side but the only way to get there is either you do a 50 mile hike or a 72 mile hike it wasn't going to be like a day hike or an overnight or a two night maybe a two night that's fine if you're coming from cottonwood pass or cottonwood trail um lakes that area but I was like thinking, you know what, whatever it will take for me to come up from that side, I'll do it. So I looked up the High Sierra Trail and that was that I think is the best decision um, that I made at that time. It was kind of like first in my thoughts and then started researching about it. And boom, I just felt like now is the time to do it. I'm training 40 this year. So (laughs) that's kind of like one of the things that I wanted to do personally for myself where I could do something bigger than what I've done before. Um, And just being out on the trails, man, there's I was in my thoughts a lot. And I tell you on the episode where I talk about lessons, there's so many things that I felt like personally God was speaking to me about and nature would speak about the brilliance of things and and just myself you know when you're tired the attitude the the character that comes out you know just stuff like that it was such a great 
time. It was such a great thing. And so I never wanted to quit. I wanted to finish what I started. And really, this is for you for less lesson for you is you're only as strong as how you trained. You know, if you keep training, just know when I was on the trail and when it got hard, I literally said to myself, you're trained for this. You trained for this. You trained for this. Now's the time to show yourself that you can do this. And so when it got hard, I just kept saying that to myself. It's kind of like a self-encouragement thing because really when you're out there and literally we were all maybe 20, 30 feet apart for the most part, there were there were many times that we were, um, you're really by yourself. And sure, the comfort of that there are other people there was great. But for the most part, you're encouraging yourself. We had encouragement for each other. We did it all the time. Every single day, you know, we high five and just say, you know, good job. There was a tough climb. Um, but for the most part, we literally just encouraged each other. Quitting was not an option. It's not something we ever talked about. Um, maybe we joke about it and say, if you want to turn around, this would be the day to do it. But for the most part, man, we just kept going. And I think everybody came prepared. I felt like I, pre- I, f- I felt like I was prepared. I came prepared for it. You know, gear wise, there's just, there's things that I would like to tweak down the line. But for the most part, we had it all dialed in, which is great. And yeah, I mean, I did not think at all of quitting. So that was at least the first thing if you can think about something a goal where when you're in it you don't want to quit that's a great thing that's a great mentality so yeah get yourself some training boost up your confidence and and test yourself while you're still out here Um, but honestly man I'll do it again I'll literally do it again because it's just It just had so much good memories and regardless of all the things that's happened on the trail with weather and and just sucky things that I would say are probably would make some people quit. You know, we pushed through and I'm really glad we did. So anyway, the next question I have is what were your most or least favorite spots to camp? Okay, so I'll go over all the campsites that we stayed at. So we were there for eight days and seven nights. So we had seven campsites that we were at. And the cool thing about through hiking is that you don't stay in the same campsite for one night unless you take a zero, meaning you don't hike for that day, which we don't have the luxury for because we're trying to get to our destination by a certain time. In fact, we actually planned, I don't know why, but in the process of our planning, I really thought that we were only going to be there for seven days. And this is why if you saw my post, you know, a couple of weeks ago where I said, I'll see you in seven days. But really, if you calculate August 10 to 17, that is actually eight days because day one includes August 10th. So anyway, I kind of messed that up. And so that gave me a little bit of, of wiggle room for us to enjoy, not to rush. Um, and with our pace, we're, you know, I'm short, I'm five one, So a little step of me is really two for someone else who's taller. So, you know, it's, it cuts the time because I have to go slower than other people. So we were out there seven nights and eight days. So that means seven campsites. So the first one, let me go over this. The first one is Bear Paw Meadow. And this was like 11 miles in. 11.5 miles to be technical about it. Um, we were so tired that day because we um, did not, we started late. We got dropped off, obviously. But, you know, actually we were 
I had a schedule that day, which was great. And um, we started off maybe around nine o'clock or almost 10. And we got, we, you know, we took our time, took pictures, like just so many places to take photos. And it's just, if you don't, I just feel like you're going to miss it because that's literally the only time you're going to be there. You're not going to come back that way. So we take a lot of photos. We would stop. We ate at Merton Creek. And that was so nice. The view was like amazing. And you see the Great Western Divide. You see Morro Rock from Sequoia. Um, man, so anyway, we kept going and we got to Bear Palm Meadow pretty tired. And this was close to dark. And when you go to this campsite, you actually have to come down for about like point one, it says point one miles, but man, those those signs don't really tell you the truth. It just feels like it's another half mile, but point one miles, and and we came down, and it's funny because Maddie actually went ahead, you know, because he was getting tired with our little slow pace. Um, so I said, you know what, go ahead and find a good spot for us. Um, we were yelling for him, and he couldn't hear us. Like that's how you know it's kind of going down and kind of sucked in with all the trees. So we, Sharon and I, walked the opposite way and we thought is it going to be here or is it going to be there and we ended up at the high sierra camp which they have a non-functional um, camp right now with cabins and stuff if you ever want to do that that's also great um just backpack all the way there and sleep at their cabins and then you know leave i think they make their own food or they make the food for you which is great and you don't have to bring food um, but right now it's not functional because of maybe COVID. And I believe one of the Rangers was saying that they were have, it hasn't been functional for the past couple of years. So there are other reasons and they're fixing it. So anyway, we got to Bear Palmetto and it was already kind of dark. So we didn't even take pictures when we got there. We just wanted to set up. I felt so rushed. I felt like, okay, we got to eat because if you listen to my other podcast, um, we're at another episode where I encountered a bear I was really nervous about it because I'm hearing that there are bear visits in that area, you know, and people have seen bears in that area. So I was so careful not to eat when it got dark. So I wanted to eat before it got dark. So I rushed to make food. You know, I even like didn't set up, you know, all of it yet just because I wanted to eat first before I before I set up because if I eat later then it's going to be dark and who knows there might be a bear behind me trying to grab food so (laughs) I didn't want to do that I felt paranoid so I got rushed a little bit which ended up being fine that was a great night we didn't really sleep well I took melatonin um I took one and it was like a very small dosage but I felt like I had a lot of dreams and the the bed or the the area where I camp was not even so I was kind of sliding off Um, It was nice, but I wish it was better. So that's not one of my favorite campsites, which in fact, it could pass for my least favorite only because for that reason. Um, Other than that, if we were there earlier, we could have made a fire, which actually, actually, we built a fire because we wanted to make sure the mosquitoes were not there. So we did build a small fire that we ended up putting out. Um, So that's one of my least favorite spots, really. And we saw a deer. There was a pit toilet there, which was awesome. So second day came and we camped at Hamilton Lakes. And I would say this is probably my most favorite spot to camp because we were by the water. And even though it was a four mile day, you know, at least four, it was like such a climb. We would come up, come down, come up, come down, come up, come down. 
And I thought, you know, after when you're coming down, you're just like, yeah, the climb is over. And then you see another mountain. It's just like, oh, you got to climb back up there. So that was kind of tiring day. And a four mile day was literally enough for us. We got there. We had we had lunch. And again, note, this could be the reason why I had the runs um, was because I was like just eating whatever I had and, you know, all kinds of things. So this was probably one of my best or most favorite spots to camp Hamilton Lakes we had a great sunset we literally relaxed that day and I just felt like I know it's only the second day but I feel so tired and just remember that day three which was the next day I would I was gonna get Tom so that's when you know I was just like out of it I was tired I finally slept um I did take melatonin again but I did two tablets this time which had a little bit more dosage or a little bit more grams of melatonin and I think that just like gave me more dreams although I slept which was awesome but I just felt like I had more dreams so I stopped (laughs) I didn't take it anymore I also took Advil for the first two days just because I felt very sore my calves felt like on they were on fire every time I wake up I would feel like my legs or my feet are so swollen like they just are feel like my feet are just like filled with like salt or something you know and I just like kept massaging it and and all that and I bring essential oils because I do like them and it makes me sleep so I brought lavender and I have peppermint and all that kind of stuff um so yeah Hamilton Lakes was a great spot to camp um the night was not very cold we did have to put on our rain fly so it wasn't as cold but it's also not as crazy and so we also had some condensation because obviously um it wasn't that cold and so you were sweating inside so you wake up and your tent is slightly wet because you're so hot inside your tent but anyway big hamilton lake was one of the best campsites i think where we camped um the next campsite was big arroyo big arroyo junction you know, by big, so another story is that by, when we got to Hamilton Lake, we met some folks that are also through hiking the High Sierra. There was a group of five, and there was one guy that we met who was in the military. His name was Don, and a couple others that we met. Um, from that point on, I just felt like we had this time where we would catch up on each other on each campsite. And so when we got to Big Arroyo, they were also there. Day three, we were planning to go to Moraine Lake, but that's like another I think it would have been a 15 miler day so when we got to day three we said okay we're gonna do Moraine Lake today it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be a big one so we woke up early packed up our stuff and we started climbing and when we got to you know like over the past Kauia Gap which was like wow one of the greatest views I've ever seen like the moment you just like go over this pass after climbing like 2,000 or so feet man you just look and you're just like oh my gosh everything's downhill from here like you just want to cry because you're so tired it was so hot we did that day three was the day we got to precipice lake and precipice lake man let me tell you such beauty like it's just i mean if you're there i can't physically describe it all to you because you're only listening to me but I would recommend going on my Instagram and looking at that photo where the lake is reflecting the rock. I believe it's granite against it. And oh my gosh, it was just amazing. So we had lunch there. There's marmots there. So be aware if you ever go, they will 
eat your food. <laughs> they like food and they're fat and chunky and they kind of are not afraid of people anymore. So they basically would come near you and they want your food. So you got to learn how to shoo them away. Um, so anyway, we got there and after Kauia Gap, which I would say day three, I dug a couple times because it was just so bad. And this is the first day I actually dug because Hamilton Lakes had a pit toilet. I did bring a mask, guys, and I had to wear it because even though it's outside, you know, there's a lot of poopies down there. You really got to just cover it up and, and, you know, be okay with it because you're in the wilderness. And I can't even believe there was a pit toilet there. How did they bring that there? I would not bring a toilet bowl for me to go and do this, you know, like you're out there and I would rather just squat and, and do my thing rather than doing that. But you know what? Thank you, National Park System, for doing this because, look, you made it easy for us, okay? So when we got to day three, no more pit toilets and, um, you know, we had to do what we had to do. So Bigger Oil was a great spot. You know, we had a, we always camp. This is one thing that I also prefer personally is to camp near a bear box. So I don't have to walk far, you know, as much as possible. The closest we can get to the water, which you have to be a hundred feet away from any water source if you are going to camp. And also I think 200 or I can't remember exactly how many feet away from trail, but you got to be aware of that. If you're going to be backpacking, you want to make sure that you are away from that because you also don't want to be camping next to the water when you know if people did that and they did all kinds of things. You don't want to be filtering water that has been um, contaminated by whatever. So Bigger Oil was great. Not my favorite campsite, but it was awesome. It was nice and cold. I finally get to use up my, uh, my zero degree bag and to its fullest. I was wearing thermals at night and long sleeves you know um so that worked out fine i think it went down to pretty close to freezing but not quite as cold as it was with like trail camp when i did in 2019 it was super cold like i could not sleep and that's one of the piece of gears that i'd like to talk about because man having a good bag is super super important so big arroyo not my favorite camp then we got to hot springs current hot springs this is for night four and it was super warm that night that we didn't even put our rain flies we just slept open with you know the tent by itself with a little mesh stuff and just looking at the stars it was really cool and we got there pretty close to dark that we literally could not find like the best campsites i think the best campsites were already taken by some people and this is the night that we actually missed Dawn and the other group of five we saw another family that they usually camp every time we see them we're camp they're camping like really far away from people so I guess that's their preference which is great I also prefer to have the bear box close to me so when we got to current hot springs we didn't have the best spot so we had our tents literally right next to each other you know it almost like we're all in one room but except we were all separated by our tents so it was fun you know we had our rain flies off for that day and um i would say it's not the best campsite but i would say it's it wasn't bad you know it was a warm night we were next to the river you could hear the river so for anyone snoring that was a great white noise because you couldn't hear anything if you had to release some gases from your stomach that would be a great place for it too because you, they would not hear you anyway current hot springs that's the um, night four night five we got to junction meadow and man so night five 
night six, night seven, we had rain, we had a hailstorm, we had thunderstorm, just everything. So um, when we got to Junction Meadow, this is one of the best campsites. I'm actually going to be posting about this because um, it's one of the best places that we've been. Nice big trees and stuff. And it's funny because when we got there, there was nobody there. And I looked and I said, you know what, let's again camp near the bear box. So wherever the bear box was, that's where where we were close to it. Um, And it was near the water. You know, it was close to us um, doing laundry and stuff like that. But the crazy thing is that it rained. So none of our stuff dried, which I'll post this on my Instagram with photos. So you could check that out. Um, We did not have clean clothes. So I from Kern Hot Springs. Oh, Kern Hot Springs. I actually got to rinse off for the first time. So that was great. After four days, you're just like, boom, that's awesome. It felt so good. I just felt like it was a, um, a little, what do you call it? I felt like it was a, you know, I rinsed off myself. And obviously, since it's day four, I still had Tom. So that was great. That was really good for me because I felt like a new person. I felt like it was, I felt so clean. No soap allowed, but although I did bring a natural soap, Dr. Bronner's, which is great. A lot of hikers um, recommend it, which until now, I really, really love it. I like the lavender scent. So we got to, um, I wanted to wash all my clothes, you know, so I, I wish that it did dry. In fact, it did dry the day before I washed it there too, and it dried and I wore it again the next day. But when we got to Junction Meadow, everything was wet so I did not have clean clothes all my socks I washed (laughs) so funny thing is on day six I actually had to hike in my flip-flops which is this you know lightweight Nike flip-flops that Julia has and I just borrowed it because it was the easiest thing and it's a little thick so I said you know what I just have to hike in these flip-flops for a bit until my socks dry. So that's what happened. You know, Junction Meadow was one of my favorite campsites too. And I think it's also Maddie's favorite campsite. Um, I think Sharon too. But we had hail for the first time there. We had rain. We had thunderstorms. We literally embraced the suck. That was just the most uncomfortable thing ever. Um, So day, I would say, let's where are we now? Night six, we left to go to Crabtree Meadow. That was nice, but we got there late also. Not very late, but because it was raining, it felt like it was nighttime by the time we got there. The crazy thing is that it's such a great website. I mean, website, oh my gosh, campsite. But because we had rain, we walked in rain for a couple of hours. I would say maybe at least an hour, but a little bit more than that. Um, and we climbed, you know, from Junction Meadow to Crabtree was kind of a grind you know this is where the John Muir Trail would meet up with High Sierra PCT so there were people there Um, so we got to Crabtree it was great we saw Dawn again and the other group with um, group of five and we saw some folks it was such a great trail going up there but we did not enjoy the campsite as much because we got there late although the next day you know the day we did Guitar Lake we started off late because we were so tired the night before and Crabtree also has a pit toilet so the places that did not have pit toilets are Big Arroyo and Junction Meadow um and I think oh Kern Hot Springs actually they did have a pit toilet um in fact really nice looking ones but 
And I would say it's actually more comfortable. For some reason, the toilet bowl was more comfortable than the ones at either Bear Paw or Hamilton. So that was great. Junction Meadow did not have a pit toilet. Crabtree had a pit toilet. But the funny thing is, it's not covered. So you got to ring your own door or you got to ring your own walls. But what we did was if you see someone's head there, just stay away because they're doing their business and nobody cares. Nobody really cares. Although it was funny to me because I have middle school humor. I always laugh at those things. So anyway, I, um, you know, you people would use it. And that was great. That was awesome. Crabtree Meadow is so nice. We did not even get to go to the Crabtree Ranger Station to check if they had wag bags available for the hikers. But we brought our own, so we were good. Um, Crabtree, not my favorite. It's one of the top out there, along with Junction Meadow, Crabtree, Kern Hot Springs. And then we went, our last night was at Guitar Lake. I would say... Yes, this is one of the best campsites, too, that I thought was awesome. Guitar Lake, we had hail. <laughs> Crazy hailstorm for about like two hours. I thought my tent was going to collapse on me. Um, there was water under my tent. And the last thing that I wanted was a hole in my tent. So I was just like, God, please no holes on my tent because that would have just ruined everything and actually was already ruined but you know what even after the hailstorm we had a really great sunset so I woke up we actually slept so early that day which was probably like 5 p.m we got to camp really really quickly for some reason I thought it was like a three mile you know 1500 gain but maybe we're so conditioned by that time that it did not feel so hard and we got there maybe like in less than two hours so we just enjoyed the afternoon we had you know, we had dinner, early dinner and lunch at the same time. I ate a lot. You know, I ate, ate like all kinds of starches and I finished my bacon bits and I put sesame oil on my ramen and just everything that I could get for calories because the next day would be Whitney Day. So we had a hailstorm there. But because of the sunset, we were actually close to the water, which what not to do is make sure you're away from the water at least 100 feet which I mentioned a little bit earlier a ranger actually came and told us about it and you know that was lesson learned because we looked at it and we said look this looks like an established campsite so we just pitched our tent there and she was actually coming and told us look I'm not gonna let you guys move but make sure that you disperse all the all the rocks which we did later because we wanted to respect it and next time we know um but it was so beautiful I would say I'm glad even though it rained and you keep looking at the sky and everything is so dark and we slept at five really we took a nap I woke up at like six and I just hear Maddie it's so hot like the sun came out and I didn't feel hot at first until I heard his voice and from that point on I just like woke up I went to his bathroom Shao and I did and and from there we looked at sun, sunset and people were also out and about you know eating and enjoying and a lot more campers came and a lot more um, through hikers came and other parts of the of Guitar Lake and it's an exposed area so there's no trees or anything we're way above tree line now this is probably close to 12,000 feet and it was such a great place to acclimate to be able to go up Whitney and so we were there and, you know, I didn't sleep until like 8 p.m. that night. 
In fact, I don't think I ever slept because one, I was super excited to climb Whitney and be out of there because I'm like, look, it's day eight tomorrow and I just want to be out of here. I want to shower. I want to like, you know, get back to like a regular rhythm of things, not to go back home because look, I miss the mountains. I would love to one day be able to have a place and just be there all the time if possible god willing i don't know if that's what god wants for me but it's definitely a desire of mine to be going out there all the time so anyway i i was so ready to get out of it so guitar lake is one of the places that i really enjoy the most so to kind of summarize this question what were your most favorite and least spots to camp i would say hamilton lakes first and we have guitar lake next and third, a runner-up would be Junction Meadow. I actually really enjoyed it there. Um, everything else was great. You know, it was functional. It was something that we wanted and and was useful for us. But it's not some place that I would say, I want to go back to that campsite. No, but I would go back to Hamilton. No question about it. I'd go back to Guitar Lake for sure and Junction Meadow. And those are places that I really enjoy the most. Well, look, it's only what did I do like three questions today we're gonna really need to do a part two of this and give you guys more of the rest of the answers that I have but look thank you guys so much because I really appreciate that you guys are listening that you even listen to me like who am I to for you to be listening to so I'm really grateful for you for your support so please go ahead and subscribe rate and review so others can see it and that they can benefit from it and until next time make sure you guys are adventuring out there thanks so much again for listening to the stuff bell says podcast bye-bye